Welcome to the OT lifestyle movement. This is for the occupational therapy visionaries and the ones who see things differently. We're moving our profession forward through living and leading a truly holistic lifestyle. Hey, hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the OT lifestyle movement. I'm Rhiannon Crisp, occupational therapist, personal trainer, and founder of otlifestylemovement.com. How are you today? Hope you are awesome as always and having an awesome week and doing the things that you love and getting outside into nature and rejuvenating and feeling great about yourself. I wanted to jump on here and do a little riff on occupation and how awesome our profession really is because I feel like sometimes that we we forget it ourselves. Sometimes we underestimate how truly valuable we are within the systems that we work within, within the people's lives that we're impacting. And I just wanted to remind you how important your work is. So if we look at what OT actually is and what occupation is, I like to refer to occupation as anything we do that occupies our time. So our daily occupations give meaning and purpose to our life and they have a direct influence on our health and our well-being. So every moment of our day, we are engaging in an occupation. Whether we're asleep, whether we're awake, we are still engaging in an occupation. And from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep, every little micro moment of that day is filled with an occupation. We are human doings. We are human beings and we are human doings. We are always constantly doing something. And so much of our health depends on how we occupy our time. I'm going to say that again. So much of our health depends on how we occupy our time. So those moments throughout the day are so critical. Um, what we do either takes us a step towards health or takes us a step away from health. And so when we're working with our clients, we're really, we're always looking through their lens. We're always looking through the lens of the client. And this is something we have to consistently ask ourselves. Are we looking at life through our lens when we're working with them or are we looking through their lens? Um, and this again comes back to that worldview and the belief systems and really trying to understand how they see the world and what's important to them and what's valuable to them. But in terms of occupation, I want us to be so super proud of what we do and to stand up and use our voices in the systems that we're working within, within the multidisciplinary teams, within the public sector and the, and the private stakeholder groups that we're working within um, because we have such a unique pers perspective on how a person's health and well-being either flourishes or fails and we do this through understanding the complexities of people's everyday life through their everyday occupational needs um, and what we do really well is solving real world problems in the real life context of their daily life. So who cares if 
Um, you know, who cares if a child can reach and grasp a block in therapy? You know, who cares? We want to know whether that child can reach and grasp a cup when they're at daycare. We're not just looking at function. We are looking at purpose. We are looking, can they take that skill and do that task in the real life context of their day-to-day -day life? And this is something that no other profession does. No other profession is doing what we do. So, so make, make sure that this is what we need to do is, is making sure that our work is relevant to a person's life. Um, and how we do that is looking at our goals and seeing if the outcomes are relevant to their everyday life, not just um, an outcome based on something that we can tick and flick in a therapy session that may not be relevant outside the clinic doors. Um, and, and really be occupation focused, really be looking at those occupational needs. And like I said, you know, I've just visited my nan quite recently who is in hospital. And, you know, we're not just looking at hip range of movement. That's not what we do as OTs. We're looking at can she get out of bed in the morning by herself, in her own bed, not in the hospital bed, in her own bed. And if not, how can we support her to do that? Because if we were just to look at her you know, can she get out of bed, you know, in the hospital bed? Yes, she can, but she's got a bed rail or she's got a stick or that the bed is higher. Um, you know, there's so many different variables. But again, our uniqueness lies in looking at the client in the context of their real life environment. So carry that throughout your week this week. Look at the client's real life environment. And if you need to, get on a Zoom call. If you can't be in their real life context at home, that is always first preference, is going into the home environment, assessing not only with your eyes, but with all of your senses, assessing with your ears, assessing with your smell, assessing with all of your senses, what is going on in that home environment and how can we help a person live the life that they want to live that's meaningful to them in their home, in their community, in their neighbourhood. And if we can't do that, the next best option is let's jump on Zoom. This is so widely accessible these days. Most clients, most clients can get on Zoom. And if they personally can't, usually a family member can support them. So no matter what environment you are working in, usually it's very beneficial if we can have a look at the home environment or the context in which the client is living to see how we can support them. And even if you think it's not valuable to look at the home environment, you get so many clues. You get so many clues how this person lives their life. I cannot tell you the amount of times that you just, I don't know, you, you have these preconceived ideas how people might live and you walk into their home and it tells you so many conflicting things to what you originally thought. Um, so yeah, have a look at that. Have a look at the home environment. Have a look at how a person's really living and use occupation as a therapeutic tool. Use occupation as a means 
and as an end to therapy. So both use occupation in the therapy process, but also use it as an end. Can they complete a certain occupation? Are they doing those meaningful occupations that are purposeful and that light them up and you know, ask them what their dreams are, what their visions are, what would they be doing if they, they didn't have any barriers at the moment? Really focus on them and their goals and helping them live their life their way. That's it, guys. I hope this episode resonated with you. But more importantly, I hope that it inspires you to take action. If you haven't already, come over and join our Facebook group family where we connect and collaborate. You can find us really easy just by searching the OT Lifestyle Movement in Facebook. If you did love this episode, I'd be super grateful if you shared it. You can take a screenshot right now and share it on Instagram or on Facebook so we can connect with more amazing, like-minded, open-minded OTs. The more we share the OT Lifestyle Movement, the more we can create a ripple effect. And if you do love the podcast, please head over to iTunes and give us a five-star review so we can be found more easily. That's it. Go out, create the epic change that you seek in the world because the world is ready for you. Carpe diem, guys.